Welcome listeners to the very first episode of That's Weird, the podcast. My name is Sophie and I am your host and researcher and editor and producer and everything of this podcast is my podcast. Here um, we will be talking about some of the weirdest things, just weird, weird shit, ranging from occurrences to creepy organizations or anything else that anyone wants to hear about. I research weird things and I talk about them because I like that stuff. It's interesting to me. So for the first episode, I decided to kick off the series with a two-part episode. This being part one, we will be talking about the SCP Foundation. This is part one and we will be talking about, I say we as if there's more than one of us, I, I will be talking about what it is and important terms that you guys need to know if you want to understand this. The goal of this organization is to secure, contain, and protect using special containment procedures. I need to put a disclaimer out there that this is not real. It's completely fictitious. It's not real. It's a group of creative writers on the interwebs and um yeah they made this and it got really popular and there's like a lot of lore around it on the internet i literally thought that this was real at first (laughs) and that's why we research kids because i was sitting in my bed last week freaking the fuck out because i was like why doesn't anyone talk about this this is really creepy we should be talking about this And it wasn't until I was scrolling through things and kind of catching on, like, you know what, maybe that isn't real. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, Sophie, it's not real. Anyway, but I will say they definitely do a good job of staying in character, if that makes sense. Because as I was on the website, I thought the FBI were going to, like, pound down my door and be like, get down, like... As you scroll down on their website, which I give full credit to the SCP Foundation wiki because that's where I got like all of my information. So this is where all the information is coming from, SCP wiki, go check it out. So at the top of their webpage, it's really scary as you're like first looking into it because everything is like classified. We will detain you like all over the page. If I get arrested for telling you guys this information, it will be worth it I guess (laughs) anyway yeah I need to emphasize that like I said this is not real okay let's let's hop into this so as I look through their website they provided glossaries and a bunch of definitions for terms that you will need to understand like have a basic understanding of if you want to learn more about SCP or get into it First things first, is that within the SCP universe, I guess is what we'll call it, um, SCP Foundation is referred to as the Foundation. Because why would you need to continuously repeat that it is the SCP Foundation? When I say the Foundation, we're referring to this organization as a whole. The second thing is that any anomaly or occurrence that has been contained by the Foundation is referred to as an SCP object or an SCP entity. 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 
I don't like saying entity because it, I, it just sounds like I'm purposely putting titty at the end. Anyway, so when something is contained by the foundation, it is sorted into a classing system. So an important thing to remember about the classing system within the foundation is that they don't base it off of how much damage this SCP could do. They base it off of how much resources, money, time, and willpower is needed to contain said anomaly, which is very important to remember. So jumping into the classes, the first class is called the safe class or just safe, meaning the anomalies are easily and safely contained by the foundation, either because A, they have been extensively researched to the point where the foundation figured out the best way to contain it with the least amount of resources, or it is safe in nature. Like I said, it is important to note that classifying an SCP as safe does not mean it does not inherently pose a threat. So just keep in mind that no matter the ranking, it is not based on danger. It is based on how easily the foundation can contain this anomaly. Moving forward, the next class is Euclid, meaning it requires more resources to contain or that the containment isn't always reliable. This is either because the anomaly is not entirely understood or it is somewhat unpredictable. And Euclid is the most used class as of right now and many SCPs initially fall under this class. The description of this ranking states, quote, any SCP that is autonomous, sentient, and or sapient is generally classified as Euclid due to the inherent unpredictability of an object that can act or think on its own, end quote. So basically, if it's a conscious being that can do anything on its own, like I said, autonomous, sentient, or sapient, it is automatically put under Euclid because consciousness is unpredictable. The third SCP object class is Keter. These SCPs are difficult to contain, whether it be due to the nature of the SCP, lack of understanding of the SCP, or the fact that it takes an excessive amount of resources to contain. An SCP ranking Keter does not necessarily mean it is dangerous. It could just be very costly and resource dependent for the foundation. So there's the danger versus resource point again that an object could be classified as Keter even though it is not dangerous but rather it is just difficult to be contained. Safe, Euclid, and Keter are the most common, most used, and most populated classes of SCPs. Those three are like the ones that are used the most. Thalmule is the next SCP object class. This class categorizes SCPs that are now benefiting the foundation by containing other SCPs. Not that they were ever bad, but there have been cases where it was a bad object that is now being used to help contain other SCPs, or its use is just benefiting the foundation in general. So Thaumiel is like the bad guy gone good, like come to the good side. <laughs> uh, Thaumiel is any object that benefits the foundation. The neutralized class refers to SCPs that are no longer a threat, whether it be intentionally or accidentally destroyed or disabled by the Foundation. In order to be neutralized, I'm pretty sure 
the SCP Foundation has to come in contact with it at some point. Like, it can't just be a threat that solves its problem on its own, because, like, how would they be able to class it? But yes, and intentionally or accidentally destroyed or disabled, um, sometimes neutralized is good, and sometimes it's kind of sad. There is a sad one that I'm going to be talking about next episode. It's about origami dragons that were unfortunately neutralized, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, it's kind of sad. Archon. Archon refers to anomalies that are best left alone and not contained by the foundation. This could be because they are difficult to fully contain or they may have negative effects when put into containment. An important factor to remember is that they are containable. The foundation could contain them if need be, but the foundation is specifically choosing not to contain them due to dangers that are presented within containment for this SCP. Now, the final and most terrifying SCP object class is a pollen. Ooh, okay, you ready for this? These are SCPs that cannot be contained and usually have world-ending capabilities. These require a massive effort from the foundation due to their apocalyptic traits. So, if it's a world-ending scenario or anomaly or entity that is very hard to contain, it is a pollen. You do not want to deal with an pollen SCP, that's for sure. Here is a summary. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and nothing bad will happen, then it's probably safe. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and you're not entirely sure what will happen, then it's probably Euclid. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and it easily escapes, then it's probably Keter. If it is the box, then it's probably Thaumiel. If you can't fit it in the box and it's about to end the world, then it's probably Apollon. If you could have locked it in the box but chose not to, then it's probably Archon. So we have our basic grip on the ranking system for SCP. So now I am going to be talking about different security clearance levels within the foundation. Because of all of these different anomalies that have very different abilities, there has to be somewhat secrecy within the foundation. I mean, the whole foundation is riddled with secrecy in general. Um, it's generally kept secret from the public, and they use amnesiacs a lot, which is like pills that or not pills, but something that will make you forget. I want to talk about um, security clearance levels before I start talking about um, personnel classifications. So first security clearance level is level zero or for official use only. Um, level zero security clearances are given to non-essential personnel with no need to access information regarding an anomalous object or entity in the foundation containment. So these are just people that there's no reason for them to know the information, therefore the only reason they're even classified is because they do technically work for the foundation, but not with the anomalies. Um, the second ranking is level one or confidential. So these are personnel working in proximity, but they don't have any form of access to the anomalous object. These are granted to people working in facilities that they may need to handle some sort of 
anomalous something. Like, there's obviously a reason they're given that position. The next level is level two or restricted. Level two, security clearances are given to security and research personnel that require direct access to information regarding anomalous objects and entities in containment, quote, <laughs> and end quote. <laughs> Most research staff, field agents, and containment specialists hold a level two security clearance. The next level is level three or secret. Level 3 security clearances are given to senior security and research personnel that require in-depth data regarding the source, recovery circumstances, and long-term planning for anomalous objects and entities in containment. So many senior staff researchers, uh, project managers, security officers, response team members, and mobile task force operatives hold a level 3 security clearance. So that's like, so I was wrong with level 2. See, we're learning. <laughs> All right. Level four, or top secret. Level four security clearances are given to senior administration that require access to site-wide and or regional intelligence, as well as long-term strategic data regarding foundation operations and research projects. Typically only held by site directors, security directors, or mobile task force commanders. And level five is Thaumiel. Level five security clearances are given to the highest ranking administrative personnel within the foundation and grant effectively unlimited access to all strategic and otherwise sensitive data. Level 5 security clearances are typically only granted to O5 council members and selected staff. You're probably wondering, what is an O5 council member or mobile task force? Well, hang on to your seats because I am about to tell you. <laughs> Ready? So, staff titles, these are general occupational titles that are typically used in the foundation. Let's do this. Site staff. A containment specialist is up first. Containment specialists have two main roles at foundation facilities. Firstly, containment teams are called upon to respond to confirmed cases of anomalous activity to secure and establish initial containment over anomalous objects or entities and transport them to the nearest foundation containment site. In addition, the foundation containment engineers and technicians are called upon to devise, refine, and maintain containment units and schemes for objects, entities, and phenomena in foundation facilities. So that is a containment specialist. Up next is the researcher. Wow, I wonder what the researcher does. Huh. Well, I'm gonna tell you. They are a specific branch of the foundation with the smartest and best trained research scientists from all around the world. And they, you're never going to believe this, they research stuff. It says they have specialized fields from, quote, every field imaginable from chemistry and botany and theoretical physics, xenobiology. The goal of the foundation's research projects is to gain a better understanding of unexplained anomalies and how they operate, end quote. Up next, we have a security officer. These are on-site security officers, are referred to as guards most of the time. They have to maintain physical and information security for foundation projects, operations, and personnel. Primarily drawn and recruited from military, law enforcement, and correctional facility personnel. They are trained to use all types of weapons. They are also trained in different containment breach procedures, as well as hostile action. 
They are also responsible for information security, such as making sure sensitive documents are not misplaced and that the facility's computer system is safe from outside intrusion. They are often the first line of defense against hostile outside forces, force foundation facilities. The next staff title is tactical response officer. These are response teams or tactical teams that are highly trained and heavily armed combat teams. They are tasked with escorting to containment teams when a dangerous anomalous entity are involved in defending foundation facilities against hostile action. Response teams are effectively military units stationed at major foundation facilities that are ready to deploy at a moment's notice. The next staff personnel is a field agent. Field agents are the eyes and ears of the foundation. They are personnel trained to look for and investigate signs of anomalous activity. They are often undercover with local or regional law enforcement or embedded in local services such as EMS or regulatory organizations. They are typically not equipped to deal with confirmed cases because they are undercover. So once such an incident has been confirmed and isolated, field agents will typically call for assistance from the nearest field containment team with the means to safely secure and contain such anomalies. Up next is Mobile Task Force Operative. Mobile task forces are specialist units comprised of veteran field personnel drawn from all over the foundation. These task forces are mobilized to deal with threats of specific nature and can include anything from field researchers specializing in any particular type of anomaly to heavily armed combat units tasked to secure certain types of hostile anomalous entities. Now we are getting into the administration staff titles. First, we have the Site Director. Site Directors for major foundation facilities are the highest ranking personnel at that location and are responsible for the continued safe operation of the site and all of its contained anomalies and projects. All major departmental directors report directly to the Site Director, who in turn reports to the O5 Council. And finally, we have the O5 Council Member. The O5 Council refers to the committee consisting of the highest ranking directors of the Foundation, with complete access to all information regarding anomalies in its containment. The O5 Council oversees all Foundation operations worldwide and directs its long-term strategic plans. Due to the sensitivity of their positions, O5 Council members must not come into direct contact with any anomalous object, entity, or phenomenon. Furthermore, the identities of all O5 council members is classified, and all council members are referred to only by their numeric designation. There's O51 through O513, so there's 13 O5 council members. That wraps up our staff titles, therefore wrapping up this episode. I'm excited, so now you guys have a basic understanding of what the SCP Foundation is, the classification system of anomalies, and the staff titles of SCP personnel. Next episode, I will be covering different SCPs from each class, and I'm so excited to do that, <laughs> so stick around for that. Let me know what you guys thought of this episode. I think the SCP Foundation is a good thing to start. I just found out about this literally like a week ago, and I was going to do a different topic for my first episode, which I had not started researching yet. But then I was like, you know what? Since this is my <laughs> obsession for the next couple weeks, I might as well do my podcast. My first couple podcast episodes about it. So I'm so glad I got to just talk about this. This is fun. <laughs>
I did not realize that there were 13 05 council members. You know, they're called 05, so I was like, there's probably just five of them, but there's 13. So we both learned something there. Thank you guys so much for listening to That's Weird, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the very first episode. Let me know if you have any weird topics for me to cover in the future. I would love to hear suggestions. Just a couple updates. I am working on a couple logos for the podcast, and I want to create some social media pages. And I will update everyone in the next episode about that. I have a couple designed already. I'm just going to need help deciding which one. I might go to Chris Cavera for that one. See which one he likes because he is the instructor. Shout out to Chris Cavera. (laughs) He's grading me on this. So let me know if you have anything weird that you want me to talk about. I love looking into weird shit. That's why I'm doing my podcast about weird shit. So that is all I have for now. So until next time, I'm Sophie. Stay weird. Bye.